tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Clone Club! Welcome back one last time. Unexpected welcome back one last time. You could you you needed more of us, so we answered that call. Uh, and we are doing a season three Orphan Black recap. Recap of the whole season, an overview of everything. We got the Clone Club dancers here. <laughs> Next to me, Mr. Matt Lieberman. Hello, Clone Club. Good to be back after missing the last two and most important episodes. <laughs> Uh, across from me, Megan Salinas. Hey, everybody, we got the band back together. Yeah, Yay. they said it couldn't be done. <laughs> and uh, Anna Koppel. Damn the man. Uh, hey, everybody. <laughs> now, before we get into this, I just want to say this really this is a show really for you guys. We, on the last episode, we talked a lot about how great the Clone Club is and how. Honestly, Orphan Black fans are the best fans. They're the most fun. They're the most engaging with us on on Twitter and everything. The most progressive and evolved. (laughs) I mean, really. (laughs) Really? So, uh, we talked about that, and then you guys came to us. Specifically, the first person, I believe, who did tweet it was uh, Samantha Owen had tweeted at us, and she was like, oh, I, I wish you guys could do a whole full season recap, and you know what? A bunch of people then started chiming in, and here we are. Settled. This is the only after show I've ever like had people saying encore for when the season was done. That's never happened before. Well, let's do it again. Clone Club's the best. Yeah. Let's just yeah. talk about how and why we're doing this episode for the next hour. We're gonna do this. All we're gonna do. Yes, I'm gonna do this now for the next twenty minutes. But actually, no. Where I want to start because Matt, you did miss the last two episodes, That's true. and we got to kind of do a little bit of a deeper dive on the finale. I wanted to start with your takes on the finale. I was incredibly excited by the finale. It is 100%. It's the move that I've wanted them to make for two straight years. And the fact that they made me wait this long made it only the sweeter. Because here's the thing, people. The promise of season one of Orphan Black was Neolution. And the Neolutionists and the dude with the freaking tail. And, <laughs> and they have always been, to me, the most compelling of our shadowy figure villains. So the fact that they've been under our nose this whole time, Secret Invasion, Super Scroll style, <laughs> and we are going head-to-head with Neolution, and that they have access to technology and cloning the likes of which we've never seen, is really, really exciting as a fan of this show. And it makes... All of the, like, as good as this season was, it was not the direction that I necessarily wanted the show to go in. I felt like it took us too long to get Helena out of that, out of that base, and then, uh, to get Sarah out of that base, and then we're dealing with adding all these extra characters. It's not necessarily the season I wanted. It was high quality, and it, it, it may, it may be as good as season one, maybe even a little bit better, because there are a couple episodes in this season, including the finale, that I would say rate as highly as the best episodes in season one. Uh, but the fact that we are going with Neolution is great. 
I thought that they figured out a good way to use Ferdinand. Although when he gets in the car with Cody, he's yes. like, "Hello, I'm <laughs> Ferdinand." He's so pompous and proud of himself. Right? I'm like, okay. Bro. I commented on that too. Yeah, yeah. What kind of tone of voice was that? Hello, I'm Ferdinand. You may have heard of me, Broadway. Um, you never know when a talent British. scout is going to come by. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> when you're when you're about to shoot an old uh, smoking woman in the face, uh, but. I thought that that was great. I thought that bringing back Jesse Telling was uh, Aww, was a great yeah. like a lot of fan service in this episode. The the Jesse stuff was great. His relationship with Helena, I love how sweet and innocent it is, and it's so perfect for that character who's been through so much. Uh, we wrapped up the Donnie and Allison stuff pretty cleanly. Although, uh, are they still in drugs? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm waiting to see where Jason maybe next season comes yeah, into all that I, again. I would still, think they're done because their supplier is dead. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but then again, they might have been, and I mean, when Helena got her refund, uh, she might have cleaned them out of their inventory mm-hmm. as well. And they did win the election, which isn't that what this was all financing to begin with? Yeah, yeah. that's very true. So it was just, it was a really momentous finale full of twists, clues, reveals, information, and the, just a great new direction uh, for the show. Do you think Rachel is going to be a good mother? No, <laughs> no, it's immediately no. That's a hilarious idea, um, and and uh, we don't know if Delphine is dead. We're we're assuming maybe that she's dead, although maybe not. Uh, but really, the biggest thing for me about the finale and what excites me the most is I feel now more than ever that the show's creators have a very strong vision of how the rest of the series is going to play out. They have a plan, and that's not something that they had a year ago. That's not something that they had in season two, because season one and season two were written episode to episode. They didn't plan out the season in advance, and I feel like that additional planning really helped refocus this year and is going to make next season the best one ever. Yeah, because we have an end date now. Yes. We, yeah. End of season five. That's it. That's and it. whenever these shows, whenever the creators announce like an end date, and I remember this being the case with like say like a show like Lost, where it's spinning its wheel, and then and then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, no, we're only going to do like forty more episodes. Then it's, you see momentum, and I feel like you're right. You're going to only <sighs> see Orphan Black get better and better because of that. We'll talk about Lost off the air. Yeah. But, <laughs> I was going to say, we can't talk about it here. But, um, strong the, feelings. The other thing, uh, talking about that last episode, I thought it really hammered home also the biggest theme of this season, which was family. Mm-hmm. Where you have that great scene at the dinner table, the whole clone club together, finally people even who had been kind of on the outskirts of it, like art and people like that, all together as this one big kind of warm, welcoming family. And then the other thing we talked about last week was the last two scenes are all about generations of women. You have... Uh, Charlotte, Rachel, and then Rachel's mother, Susan Duncan, followed by a scene with four generations of, of women with Kendall, Mrs. S, Sarah, and then Kira. Good job, Will. Yeah. And I thought, and that really hammered home to me some of the themes about the scenes, which I actually do think this was the best season yet. And there was a run from episodes five to eight, which was when, uh, Sarah got captured by Castor to then, um, uh, the episodes that started with Helena with the Hendrixes and stuff like that. Uh, that was as good a run of episodes of, of any show I've seen in a while. Like the, these four episodes, just to me, are four of the best that the series has done overall. 
Uh, yeah, I would definitely say that episode six uh, with with Paul's demise and with oh, the dream yeah. sequence featuring Beth. Uh, to me, was the best episode of the season. Yeah, easily. maybe the series. Maybe the series. Far and away, the best episode of the season. Maybe the best episode of the series so far. Um, I also loved our annual uh, like person <laughs> switch episode with the rally at the school. That was also a lot of fun. And uh, e- even the the premiere was a lot of fun. Even though it was like kind of like mopping up threads from yeah. last year and just introducing the caster guys and stuff like that. No, yeah. there were a ton of really, really great things about this season. Um, uh, I love what you had to say about family, especially because that's kind of where we thought we were at the end of season two with all of the clones being together and then having that shattered in the last couple minutes of the finale. Um, that was heartbreaking to me. Uh, so it was really cool at the end of this one to see everybody come together mm-hmm. and to just have a few moments of we're all together and this is nice and this is this is great. And agree 100% with you. Paul's death, that episode was probably the best of the season. And then... Uh, <laughs> are you not a fan? What's, what's <laughs> I just don't understand why you guys are so on board with Paul's death. Oh, I'm it was not great. on we board Paul with it. It hurt but it hurt me in a no, really good way. It was a redemption of the character. Yeah, He'd I been mean, wasted for two years straight. Well, and you finally learned where he stood, which was behind Sarah and her, well, her sister. And that was never a question in my mind. <laughs> it was like you and Delphine. I never had a question about what I never questioned I, Delphine. I was going to say, speaking of <laughs> character ever. redemptions, you now have a completely different look on Delphine. That's true. I do. Because, uh, yeah, it's it's so funny. when you, I kind of want to go back and re-listen to like our initial thoughts from the first couple episodes of this season, because there's certain things we were way off on. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I would like to hear Anna talk about how Delphine is good. <laughs> you yeah. just want to hear me go on and on about how Delphine is good. Yes. No. <laughs> look at look at Matt's face. It's unbelievable. He's just so uh, happy. He is. He is. Uh, no, she's obviously good. I was obviously wrong, and you were right. You're smart and I'm dumb. You're That's very good looking and I'm not attractive. Oh, <laughs> let's not take it to that place. Okay, let's take it to that place. <laughs> um, you know what, Matt? Let me. We we kind of talked about this ad nauseum last week, and we'll talk about it ad nauseum again. But I want to get your fir- thoughts on that aspect of it. Do you have a Delphine theory? Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a, a shot who's the culprit? We, we talked a lot about the. It's the uh, who shot Jr. of our time. <laughs> sure. Now. Well. Obviously, your your first immediate suspect is Shay. Yes, mm-hmm. because of uh, what Delphine says. She says, uh, "Will she, will she be all right?" Or what will happen? Uh, what to what will you? happen? Something so it's lines. somebody who has a connection to Kasima mm-hmm. who shot her. Uh, bold prediction. What if it's Scotty? <laughs> You're not the only that. one who's uh, made that prediction. There are some fans who have tweeted at us that will be very happy. That tweeted us during the show two weeks ago. They'll but be very happy to hear you say that. It's almost impossible that it's Scotty. Because Scotty was at the dinner, and he would have had to leave immediately after Delphine to get there at the same time as her. And I don't think that that happened. You know, go ahead. No, no, you, you first. The Uber fan has a very interesting theory that... Please. That Delphine set it up herself with the help of Ferdinand. To fake her own death. Yeah. Oh, because she was told that she wouldn't live through the night from the Neolutionists. Right, and she knows that those people don't mess around, Mm -hmm. so the only way out of that situation is to fake her own death. You know, when the Uber fan first tweeted that, 
at us. I wasn't like, I was like, eh. and I've actually kind of come to like this theory a little bit. I do too, actually. It, it makes sense because they're not going to kill her. They're not going to kill her off. And and reason being, yeah, no, they we would have seen her die. We would have seen her die. We would have seen her die. So she's not really dead, which means either she survives this attempt, and it was in fact a real attempt, or. She's dead, and then we find out either midway through next season or at the end of next season. Season finale, season right. four. That she's actually she's alive. Exactly. When we finally catch up with, um, oh God, what's her name that we met at the end of last season? Uh, Marion Topside. Marion. And Which, she's just been hanging out with Marion. Actually, that, that's an in- interesting that you say that because we were thinking that Marion might be dead herself since Charlotte is, uh, is yeah, now since Charlotte. It doesn't <laughs> seem like... My God! <laughs> Why else would Charlotte be then with Susan Duncan? Needing a new yeah. mommy. I didn't even think about that. No, I I'm still like logically, I think it's Shay, but at the same time, I know that that could very well be a big red herring, yeah. and it wouldn't be the first time Orphan Black has pulled the rug out from under me after you know alarms like saying it's this person, it's this person, and then it turns out it's not that person. Mm-hmm. I think that Shay is interested in in Sarah for some reason because the first thing that she brought up was oh you were saying Sarah's name in your sleep and like that was very I I mean it was like red flags right exactly So, so but that's really the only thing right I mean and and the book you know she was there when when the book went missing but but I think she's there for Sarah it's possible she's a covert neolutionist yeah, sure. I mean, these neolutionists, they're popping up all over the place, and you got to beat them with a <laughs> baseball bat to get rid of them. <laughs> I hate <laughs> neos! But, but maybe she's just like an ex of Vix or something. Maybe. <laughs> 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 and all of a sudden, Vic comes back into the series. Vic comes back Vic with a tail to, as a neolutionist. Vic is exactly. supposed to come back next season. Is, is he? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Michael Mando is just crushing it on Better Call Saul. I know. He's, He's so, so good. good. Oh, I'm excited he'll be coming back into the orphan black. Forest. I was gonna say, what would draw him back? Maybe because the drug dealers are dead. There's yes. an opening. He comes back as the as kingpin. A, yes, he gets to be a drug cartel oh, leader. Oh my god! And now he's in charge of Allison, <laughs> who he was with at the rehab. What? <laughs> this show, you can't. And, and look, here's the thing: there's still aren't there still police investigations <laughs> open? Right? Isn't no. Angelus still? No, no, because Tony has that photo of them. Yeah, yeah. Angela DeAngelis is off. Somewhere just working in a shop or something. She's not a cop. She's anymore. working security. Yeah. She's yeah. working security for Neolutionists. But, oh. but we don't know what happened to Jason. He's still like that never really got resolved because oh, he's yeah. he still wanted to get with Allison and he was trying to make Donnie look bad. Mm-hmm. Swoop in, be Allison's knight in shining armor, and then comes in and probably sees everybody dead and was like, wow, I was not anticipating this. That was my only slight disappointment with the finale. I kind of wanted a little bit more from the the Hendrix's storyline and the finale, wrapping it up with what Jason is probably thinking when he comes in and sees that all these suppliers are dead. Like, even, someone's going to have to clean this Even up. a line that just kind of explains away the drug dealing would have been nice. It would have been nice. I understand we didn't have time. Whatever. Uh, but it would have been nice because it's just 
it's the one thing that's really kind of left open-ended. Well, Not quite. There are a few open-ended things. What, what are the other ones? Uh, well, just speaking of predictions, uh, Alicia Perez on Twitter, uh, using the hashtag ABTVOrphanBlack, which we are keeping an eye on, uh, asks us, do you think Crystal will join Clone Club next season? Mm. At this point, they have to let her in. I, I actually was so a, a little disappointed she wasn't you. sitting there at the... the but that would have taken like some explanation. At, at the very least, have like Sarah or somebody sit down and be like, "We have a we have a long story to tell you." Well, also, I mean, look, she woke up in Dyad. Like, why do weird things keep happening? I mean, so clearly, there's no way you hide this from. And you know, Clone Club has only gotten stronger. Yeah, that's what she did. She was like, "Well, yeah, she's straight up bitch." Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want to hit Mac, so I, I played it this way. Thank you, Will. So, Thank you. But the. But, you know, there's something about, we were talking about how at the end you see this big table full of everyone at Clone Club, and I think there is safety in numbers. The bigger Clone Club is, in a way, it's the better it is and the stronger it is. And, look, Sarah made a mistake. She should have let Felix let Crystal in Mm -hmm. on Clone Club. Oh, totally. That was easily a big mistake. She has a right to know. She has a right to know. There's no going back on that, but but here's the thing. She's... Dyad. She is with Dyad. Delphine no longer controls Dyad, so we have no idea what's going on in regards to Crystal's safety. At, at exactly. this moment in time, she is a Neolution loose end. She's in grave danger. And unless Delphine did something before she went and tried to, you know, set up Cosima to have love for the rest of her life and then get killed, she's still in danger. But yeah. that... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say she's a sitting duck. Not knowing that there are all these other dangerous forces looking to kidnap clones and harvest clone DNA and do all sorts of other things. Yeah. But I think sitting duck. That could have been when Delphine said what is going to happen to her. That could have been a question about Crystal, too. That maybe Mm, she put some sort of plan into action. And, and yeah, now this innocent person is, yeah, is going to But I feel like, you know, we just had a very emotional scene with Delphine and Cosima. For her to then be talking about Crystal would be so much of a... But, but she knows that Cosima is okay. She has her sisters. She has... Cosima's not okay. She's not okay. She's okay enough, though. She has like she has protection around her. Crystal's a sitting duck, as Megan just pointed out. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think Crystal's. A sin- I, I just assume Crystal's going to be fine. She's there. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I, I think that, that she, she's out of the Dyad's not the big villains, and the Illusionists and the Illusions and Dyad are different. Just because there's a bigger bad doesn't mean Dyad's not bad. <laughs> look, they're all. <laughs> hey, look, all our all our characters who work. For dying, I think Scott's the that's only like one who still works for That's diet. like saying the Prolethians aren't the real bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that Ferdinand and whoever takes over Dyad are really going to care about Crystal as a person who got ripped from her home and kidnapped? I assume I, Crystal's already out other, of there. That's the other thing. I hate when, like, anytime in movie, books, television, Per, like lying to somebody, withholding the truth from them to protect them. No, mm-hmm. that does the exact opposite. That puts them in more danger because they don't have their guard up. They have no idea what's coming for Here's them. Here's the thing, and, and this is just just talking about a personality. 
This woman, Crystal, is the exact kind of person to make the kind of noise that Dyad and Topside would not want anyone to make. Run straight to the cops. People might not believe her, but she will do whatever she can. She was already trying to, to investigate it on her own, even without skills. This is not a person that you want set free unless you are certain that she's going to keep her mouth shut. And I can't think of a good reason why unless they pay her a boatload of money. Well, to be fair, she was investigating Caster. She had no awareness she was a clone before that. That's true. She was investigating Caster and... It's all tied together, though. Well, but no, Caster was a separate operation, which is now defunct. It's all tied together because of the Neolutionists. They had their hands in everything because they're awful. We we? don't even know what the Neolutionists... Want yet. That's true. <laughs> we thought they, they just ca- wanted to go clubbing. They yeah. want to self-direct evolution. And I'm telling you, even though all of the caster clones, with the exception of Mark, uh, of Mark are dead, I guarantee that we're going to see at least one new caster that's just a Neolution caster that they made after the fact. I wouldn't be shocked if we see another caster clone pop up just because, you know. Because you can. Yeah, if yeah. you've already established there are clones of this one guy, you might as well have more pop up. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you an overall question for the season, because I know going into the season, a lot of people were concerned that now we have these male clones, somehow it was going to take away the caster, spending too much time with these guys would take away away from what everyone loves about the show, which is the the Sestrahood and, and Tatiana's performance. I personally was worried about that, but I feel like they did a great job of balancing it out, personally. I don't know. What did, what did you guys think? I, no, I agree. I, I think they did a great job balancing, and I, I think that that it actually added a level of depth to the storyline that, uh, that I appreciate. Yeah, I totally see why people would be concerned about that. And to be fair, it's a legitimate concern because part of what makes this show so unique is the abundance of female characters. It passes yes. the, every single episode passes the Bechtel test. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, it's just, it's very rare to see that on television. So I, I can see why people were concerned about that. But, Sarah, all all our clones will always be the strong characters that they are. They're strong. They're all well developed. They all have flaws. They all have strengths and weaknesses. And as long as that was maintained, there was nothing to worry about. And that's exactly what they did. All of our characters, even though like it breaks our heart to see Cosima and Delphine butting heads and everything like that, all of the characters still maintained their you know well rounded everything that made them them. And that is kind of what saw the season through. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- for me, it's kind of a complicated answer. So, personally, I felt like the whole the season was a little claustrophobic. And if anything, Ari Millen, in order to make sure that all of our existing clones had full storylines, Ari Millen, if anything, got shortchanged. He only yeah. he only got two new characters, one of which was killed off almost immediately. Yeah, in the second episode. In the second episode. So he really was only pulling double duty instead of quadruple or yeah. octuple duty at this point, mm-hmm. like Tatiana. Um, you know, not that we necessarily needed more, but I don't know. It felt a little claustrophobic to me. I'm excited that we've thinned the herd a little bit, and uh, I, I'm honestly, I just want to see. I want to see season four. I want to see it really badly because I, I can already tell season four is the season I wanted. It's the season I want. You know, you're talking about Ari's performance, and, and and I think what helped with a lot of people's fears with the casting is that he did a really 
terrific job. Terrific job. And the first four episodes of this season were the ones that I think were the most, even though Sarah gets to the base in episode five, it then, it still became about her and Helena more. When they were separated, that's when it felt more caster clone oriented those first couple episodes mm-hmm. establishing I mean, you're right I actually thought they would end up doing more with them because they spent so much time particularly in the first two episodes establishing there was establishing. a lot of setup. yeah well it wasn't until episode 3 that we really got back into Mark's story um, so it was kind of like yeah we had Rudy and Seth enter in episode one, they got established in episode two, we had the death in episode two, and then we kind of spent most of three with Mark and Gracie, which I, I guess I guess this show does have kind of super compressed time, yeah. so Mark could potentially live out till the end of the se- series, right? We, um, with, with the fact that they found Cody, who is both the source for caster DNA and Lita DNA... Oh, Kendall. That, Kendall. Kendall. Sorry. Oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> getting old. <laughs> but the fact that they found Kendall and which is the original DNA source for both, then uh they have the potential to make the cure. And that's actually something I wanted to ask you guys is how long until at what point in season 4 do we finally get our cure? So we don't have to worry about Kasima dying anymore. Season 4 is going to be all about now that we have the material, it's about making the cure. So like season 1 was finding out that we have a disease. Season 2 is trying to help Kasima survive the disease and just barely making that happen. Season 3 is a, is all about getting this getting genetic material, yeah. getting the key to it. Now we have the key to it. So it's synthesizing and making that happen. Uh, and then season 5, I can only imagine is going public. Is is the, their secret gets revealed mm, to like the world that. at the end of season 4 uh, and what happens to them and how are they going to be able to rejoin the world rejoin society as clones coming out of the clone closet as it were and taking care of their final lingering enemies as they become part of society I like that idea and I, I hope that is something we see um, coming yeah. out of the clones clone, clone. <laughs> clone closet can I also just really quickly the writers on this show learned so much from season 2 and I feel like what they chose to do with Kira this season and what they chose to do with Cal this season completely reflects that. Because we can only watch them try to save Kira so many times. Yes. yes. It gets repetitive. I'm glad they sent her to Iceland this season. Got her out of the way a little totally. bit. Totally. Um, Cal's an illusionist. <laughs> I, I'm, oh. Either he is an illusionist, or the weapons that he developed were used by the illusionists are currently being used by the illusionists, but that bomb has to drop next year. I'm always curious how much is affected by this plotline of this show in particular because of these actors' other commitments to other shows. Like, I gotta admit, I mean, I feel like the reason we didn't have Cal in the season also is equally he's off shooting movies with Blake Lively and doing Game of Thrones, you know? So I, I wonder about that. But, um, you know, you brought up, Megan, you brought up Kasima and Kasima's health and all this stuff. You know, I feel like in the season two recap last year, <laughs> I said something like, when season three starts, they better just cure her or kill her, because I don't want to go through another <laughs> yeah. season. Of, and We I mean, all said, I hope Kasima dies, pretty much. No, we didn't oh, say no. we hope Kasima dies. I wasn't here for that. We I know. said, we said there would be, it would be 
it would add a level of consequences that we felt the show wasn't necessarily yes. dealing yes. with. Yeah, but the feedback we got from the fans was like, I can't believe you all want Kasima to be dead. No, we don't. I know. I'm just, I just, I'm just remembering it clearly. But, so. but, but the thing about that is we're going into yet another season where Kasima is still sick. And I, I actually floated a thought in, in the last episode, and I guess it's not a prediction, but it's more something I would like to see. And you mentioned compressed time with the show. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a time jump. That would be great. I would uh, love to see jump a few months ahead or something. A few months ahead, Mark will be dead. Well, you know, or like he's he's suffering. Maybe Kasima's been cured already, or she's on the men because they've got things going. Ooh. Helena's a little more pregnant. Rachel is back to like kind of being a little more in with control. With a robot eye. With a robot <laughs> eye. Like I mean, I, I think the show actually would benefit from jumping ahead a little bit. And maybe the rest of the clones have gotten a, a little complacent, and all of a sudden the neolutionist threat finally rears its head and. You know, I don't know. I, I I certainly see your point, and I would love a time jump because I really appreciate it when shows do that. And they let things breathe and they accept that if things can't, you can't just continue to be in hot action to use the worst term for it <laughs> um, all the time and until you're dead or you're done. Sometimes things just get boring for a little while, and you can just skip it. Um, Sorry, I didn't know where I was taking that. Uh, uh, <laughs> we do have another thing on Twitter. We actually have a few things on uh, yeah, the hashtag. Tweet one, us. one of which, uh, again, from Alicia Perez, uh, going off of what you said, well, you think Helena is going to be full pregnant next season, uh, and what do you think she's going to have? A boy, a girl, or twins? Oh, oh the twins thing seems twins. too good to be true. <laughs> um, you know, she has babies. You know what? Science I would, baby. <laughs> science I would love to... That's one of the big things... Why I would like a time jump because I want to see, I want to see Helena give birth at some point in this series. I want to see her big and pregnant. And the way things are going, you know, if it just picks up right where we left off, we're never going to get to that point. Yeah. Uh, we just got a tweet from Symmetrical Pottery at Sim Pottery, and he says that it, the whole series has taken place over only ten days, which is impossible <laughs> and is not true. But- <laughs> I will say this. I, I, there's no way it could be 10 days, but it is a lot shorter than I think we think it is. Yeah, I think that the whole series thus far has taken maybe about a month and a half. Maybe. Which is crazy considering the amount of like intense romance and murder and recovery and more murder and recovery and body dumping. It's just it's a very yeah. busy month. I and think hopping. Sarah's been slutting it up if it's only been a month and a half. Well, <laughs> and that's not Allison. a good term. She had and an Allison and an affair and everything. Is Sarah really though? I mean, isn't yeah, she only really been with Paul and uh, Cal and Vic? No, she was leaving. No, she Vic. left. She Vic left at the very Vic. beginning we of the season. We have no idea whether or not it's been a month and a half, though. <laughs> and she definitely left him at the beginning of that. Like that day, she just left Vic, right? Mm-hmm. So, if according to your theory, in like six weeks, <laughs> but Cal was like hooking up with an ex. Like it's not like they. It's not like she just met this guy. And even if she had, come on. Just saying. Yeah. And, it's a lot. It's and a lot going Paul? on. It's not a lot. Nobody it's two kills boys. Vic. Two boys. And she didn't two even guys. sleep with Cal for like That's a couple of days. a guy every two weeks. <laughs> and really, she only slept with Paul, right, to keep her cover. 
Yeah. Okay, symmetrical pottery. And cleared. if we're gonna go that, then Paul was a slut. Paul was Paul a slut. Paul was a slut. I was gonna say we can't have so cheating, guys. As long as it's consensual between adults and everyone's happy, why are we slut shaming? I was gonna say I don't know if I'm Rachel and Paul shaming. was consensual. I'll tell you what. I I still will argue that Paul's sex with Rachel wasn't consensual for Paul last season. I, that, I, I don't think that's that. that. that's symmetrical pottery. Uh, I wrote back in. He said. Uh, the series has been a month. He meant from last season. So season uh, three okay. was ten days? Ten days. <laughs> I mean, I guess how long is Sarah locked up in that in that Mexican That's good uh, base? That's the one time where I felt like there was some time because they would cut back to Felix and Mrs. S. And, and they're like, like, what's going on? Yeah, like, we haven't heard from her in a couple of days. Right, and it's also... But that still could be ten days. Dan DeVale says Christian Brune said the actors believe it's been about two months since Beth died. Okay. I go with that, the Brune. That makes <laughs> sense. The Brune is right. Because here's the thing also. It makes zero sense that uh, the entire Allison storyline this season only took ten days because it was a whole decision to run through a whole campaign for school trustee to winning to uh, a, a decision true. to start it's... selling drugs to manufacturing tons of soap and selling tons of drugs and making all the money and the twerking. It, it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that the twerking's thrown in yeah. there. <laughs> well, yeah, they the couldn't learn to twerk so like that in yeah. just yeah. a matter how, of days. How great was it to see a season where Donnie and Allison were finally on the same page? That yes. was great. Oh, man. That was so, such a relief because that because for the longest time we never knew whether or not Donnie was you know, whose side he was really on. He was scheming. <laughs> scheming Donnie. What if Donnie shot Delphine? And she <laughs> I, feel like he I feel like he would have done a, it by accident. Upset, you know, like I didn't get to kill anyone accidentally this season. I gotta go for Delphine. The uh, well, you know what? But it's true. They're the one married couple on the show, and it's the first time we got to see them really operate as. A as a couple and a team, and that really was great, and 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 their relationship was great to see. I still, I look, I love our little sitcom, The Hendrixes. I adore it. I still would argue that their storyline needs to be more integrated into the main storyline, though. Because it, like, um, when I was watching the first two seasons, uh, it it always felt like whenever we got to Allison, like somebody had sat on the remote and it switched over to Desperate Housewives. Like, that, to me, it always felt like a different show. So I definitely see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. See, I think the first season, because they were still learning so much about themselves, it felt easier. But definitely seasons two and three, for me, it has felt like that. Although it's starting to get a little bit better now that Helena's living with them. And I think that Aww, does wor- a world so of difference for their storyline. And it would probably help integrate them more into some of the action. Although I wonder how much action Helena could get into the more and more pregnant she gets. Well, she was still able to completely kick some <laughs> ass this episode. Just yes. taped mm. knives to her hands. A it was so knife great. Knife and a screwdriver. I love when she kicks the roll of duct tape into his face. That was great. There's a gif of that. Orphan Black put up a gif of that. <laughs> it was the best Why thing ever. It's one, of, it's one of the best shots in the episode. Yeah. Uh, and also, I want to briefly touch on, I'm sure you guys talked about it in the finale uh, episode, which is uh, when she says to him, you're, you're, you're a rapist, which is 
maybe the most political the show has ever gotten with its language. And it's, it is it is the truth. This guy yeah. totally did uh, sexually assault women to force them to have sex with his brother as well. Um, but to come out right out and, and say it in such beautifully plain language, I thought was fantastic. I thought it was really fantastic because he does raise a certain point in that they're both killers who were given a purpose. But she's like, no, I have some respect for people outside of my mission. You have no respect for people, no respect for women, and you deserve to die. We did talk about that, and and a lot to your point that uh, she, that there's something very, ner- that she is a hardcore killer, mm-hmm. no question, but there's something very loving and nurturing and maternal about Helena, and that she does have a moral standard, and she sees what's right and what's wrong. And she doesn't kill people for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that when somebody has done wrong and they, quote, like, deserve to die, or in Helena's eyes they deserve to die, then she'll go after them. But she kills people yeah. who threaten children. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big one to her, is when they <laughs> threaten children. Do not threaten a child or in Helena. She does jump to killing quickly, though. She does do sure. that. She does yeah. do that. But, but yeah. And when he tries to, like, make that connection with her, and she did have a lot of compassion for them. I mean, she wasn't going to let him die alone. She was going to look him in the eye and lay on the floor, on the ground with him. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, she draws a line in the sand and says, "We are not the same. Mm-hmm. You're a rapist." Yeah, yeah. But because other than that one quote, like you said, one of the reasons I think she does show so much so much compassion is because there are some really unfortunate similarities between them. Because they were raised by the military to be this thing, and she was raised by Prolethians mm-hmm. to be this this one thing too. And I thought that scene was really phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask one question? So the. Caster was the U.S. military? That's what it appears to be. Look, here's the thing. Whenever you bring up what country is what taking place in, it's always like, I mean, we mentioned it two episodes ago, and the message board is filled with, no, well, it's this, it's this, it's this. I believe they're the U.S. military because the military flags and the things. U.S. flag. When when Cody yeah, the, meets with uh, you know with the uh, the CIA, honestly, it's the U, it's the American flag and right it's there. The, okay, it's the U.S. military uniforms. It's mm-hmm. been pointed out to us and. Um, on their uniforms, I believe it says United States. So, um, but, so America is the bad guys. But <laughs> yeah, but the rest of the show is Canadian. They're all in Canada, right? The rest <laughs> there's some debate about that. The rest of the show is in, sort of loosely based it's Toronto. In, it's, it's in city. Yeah. yeah, it takes place in city, city guys. Yeah. It's city in Canada, vague North city American country. city. Their city money, North America somewhere. Yeah. Their money is definitely Canadian, but their military is definitely <laughs> American. <laughs> uh, it translates. Can, can we talk uh, predictions for season four? Um, I I do have one oh, yeah, well, just fun one fun one from the uh, live chat that I saw before the show from uh, Lee McHugh. Uh, sort the clones into Hogwarts houses. I let, we can just stick with uh, the the main members of our clone club. Like Rachel would obviously be in Slytherin. I think. Sure. Yeah. I would also I would also argue that Allison would be in Slytherin. I agree because Slytherins aren't necessarily evil. They're just ambitious. They're ambitious. Exactly. She is ambitious. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, I have never seen Harry Potter, <laughs> so I am out on this conversation. Just say Hufflepuff for everybody. <laughs> I refuse to say a ridiculous word like that. Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. Here's the thing, though. What about Hel- Ravenclaw? Helena. <laughs> I have my own brand. Helena. Helena. I'm going to say this right now. Helena Hufflepuff. Helena Hufflepuff. Le- loyalty to the end. Loyal. She was perverted for evil means. But I would say that Cosima, she's a Cosima Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw, totally. Yeah. What are the qualities of Ravenclaw? They're they're very academic. Yeah. Academic. Brilliant. Logic. So Sarah's the Harry Potter of the situation. She would be in Gryffindor. She's a Gryffindor. Absolutely. So, fair enough. Totally. Um, Gryffindors are all about bravery. Before, Right before we get to predictions, I just wanted to ask one more question to everybody. Was there... Because, you know, I feel like each season a different clone takes the title as kind of like my favorite of the season. So I was just kind of curious who, who made Maybe your favorite storyline or favorite clone this season was Matt. Do you want to? You know, as much as I enjoyed the Allison ride this season, I'm I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go, Sarah. I'm gonna have to, have to go, Sarah. I, I really, really enjoyed how she took charge this season. I loved the episodes when she was trying to uh, get out of the uh, get out of Mexico and dealing with Elena. I just thought that yeah, I, I have to go with Sarah personally. Megan. Uh, it's hard not to go with Sarah because she is our main focus and it's her that's propelling the plot forward, finding out all this stuff about um, about the origins of the clones, especially finding out about Mrs. S's backstory and everything like yeah. that. We wouldn't have that if it wasn't Sarah propelling us forward. Honestly, though, I love watching Helena. I love watching Helena and Allison, so I can't pick. It's a tie between those two. Hmm. Honest. Uh, I loved Helena this season. She's um, I, I'm a big Helena fan, her, but I think I'm her always her little spirit animal. <laughs> and her little spirit. You know what? I'm so glad you. Maybe Poop 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 was my favorite. Poop Poop is the best. Yeah. The best Tatiana performance. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm gonna go Helena too because I also feel like what's so great about all these characters have had such great arcs as this series has gone on. Like all of them have these fully re- have made these fully realized changes. But I guess Helena still is the biggest because this is the season we got to see her really embrace being part of the family and really because even last season when it ended it's like she was still a little bit like Al- the Helena at the end of last season Allison wouldn't have been so quick to let into her home but now she lets Helena in and I feel like we're at the point of no return with Helena like we never have to worry about Helena being against her sestras again at this point like I feel like she's fully Integrated. Do we have to worry about her having an affair with Donnie? <laughs> no, no, because she's got uh, <laughs> Jesse. But I think Jesse should <laughs> still be a little concerned because I still don't think he realizes the he's relationship not as he's getting into. As baby odds. <laughs> <laughs> now, but his tow truck is. That's true. Yeah. He does drive a big truck. Your sitcom idea, tow and family, it mm-hmm. might be a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's Especially get. In- if they have twins. Let's get into now those, I guess, for season four <sighs> predictions. Ooh. Yeah, girl. Ooh. Yeah, girl, get it. Get it, get it, get it, get it. I love that, like, half this panel has been predictions anyway. I know. I, I mean, know. that's, a, yeah, what do you want me to that's why I kind of hesitated <laughs> when you said it. But I feel like, Matt, let's start with you because I know you have a lot. We also did get to do a bunch of predictions last episode, but sure. you did like not. So okay. you go. Okay. Uh, so I said a little bit of it earlier in the show, but next season, 
dealing with Neolution, uh, trying to find the secret compound where uh, Dr. Duncan is. We're going to reveal at least one other caster clone that is still alive. Um, Rachel is going to be taking care of Charlotte. By end of the season, she will turn on her mother because her mother, A, is not great. Let her be alone all these years. What the hell, Mom? And B, uh, she's out of control. She's crazy. But I think... She's going to take it as an opportunity to seize all of Neolution for herself, because that's who Rachel is. Uh, let's see. I'd uh, like to see that. I would like to see Rachel in charge of the Neolution. The queen of the Neolutionists. Yeah. <laughs> I still think uh, by the end of season four, the cure will will be fully in effect, and that we will be exposed to the entire world. And it's going to be about the future the future of evolution. That's what Neolution is all about. It's going to be, do we want this in the world? The entire world turning on them and saying, these people aren't natural, or are they? And having to have that debate in the here and now. Uh, also, Felix will not get it nearly enough screen time next season <laughs> as it happens every season. It does happen every season. Although I, I feel like it, as a, the second half of the season, he, he had at least a little bit more to do. He had that great scene with Crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he took charge a little bit in that last episode and a couple of scenes, but he does need more. He does need more. Also, more to Tony comes back next season and will have sex with someone. <laughs> Maybe Felix. <laughs> Definitely uh, Felix. Uh, I don't know if that's. Maybe I mean, I Felix. don't know. It's it. Somebody who looks like his sister. To be fair, we. That's why I'm saying maybe he's gonna have taken more to, hormones by then. He's gonna look different. To be fair, different. we couldn't have gotten through this without the alluding to some form of even if it's just perceived incest. Ugh. So we Clone almost got incest. through the episode. We almost got through them. Um, <laughs> Clone <laughs> If we did it, if Tony, I want that. I want a screen cap of you with your thumbs up saying incest. Clone says. Clone says. Um, if Tony does come back, and I do think we'll see Tony again at some point, I hope it's yeah, integrated a little bit better than it was in season two. Though I didn't. I thought Tony was a great character, an idea that wasn't. A better idea yes. than a character. And actually, that episode always <laughs> played... I watched that episode again before season three, and the episode played better seeing it kind of without all the, you know, expectations of what's this going to be about. I realized Tony was a good character. Just integrate Tony a little bit better. Yeah, it, it was a one-off thing, and it yeah. was and kind of like... one for a one-off. Yeah, no, yeah. if you're going to introduce a clone introduce them and make them count and he was great and then gone. But you guys, that was the season where they were writing the episodes as they went. Fair enough. So, they may have been 3am in the writer's room, let's do this. It was something they always wanted to do, they got to do it. And then they were like, okay, we did it. We did it. So We did it, yay. Let's, let's oh, crap. Oh, you only have two episodes left to wrap up all of this Prolethean <laughs> stuff. Uh. Let's let's hope that since they have, you know, they're more, like, forward-thinking moving forward, that they can find a way to introduce and integrate these clones that they've introduced and hopefully not making them, like, one-off, one-episode characters. Can I ask a, um, a Rachel question real fast? Please. Sure. Um, Going into the season, and I think in the first episode, maybe it was me, maybe it was more than just me, I don't know, but we were talking about, oh, will Rachel be redeemed this season? Will Rachel, like, will they at some point have to rescue Rachel and put her in the clone? No, Rachel was always kind of had a plan and was in charge of, of doing stuff and everything, and she was bad. 
Do you think that as the series goes on, though, we will eventually get a Rachel redemption, or is she always just going to be the one terrible clone, and eventually they're just going to have to take her out? I think it depends on the neolutionists, in all honesty, because she's always been that ambitious person. I honestly think that being reconnected with her mother... It's going to go one of a couple ways because Rachel is still very limited. She, you know, she's still in a wheelchair. She's still recovering. So she, in this process, depending on how the neolutionists treat her, it could go either way. I already like her more. I already think she's better. I, you know, she's playing board games with Scott. I think she's a lot better. But it was a ruse. It was a ruse. Yeah. Who cares? I, but, I mean, I like the character. But. Yeah, here's the thing. She now has the one thing she always wanted, and that's a child. Yep. And she has her mother, who she thought was lost, you know, years and years ago. That's going to make she her bitter. She has her family back. No, that's going to make her bitter. She's mm-hmm. going to be resentful. Well, yeah. But Will the child mellow, mellow her out? I think the child will mellow her out. I think she'll, Ferdinand maybe will come in. They'll be a family. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Ferdinand <laughs> could still come to her rescue. Mom. Oh, gosh. Dirty, dirty what if clone. the new, if, like, they get the, if they get Rachel to come around to their way of thinking, Ferdinand's going to have to break up with her. He's like, ah, oh, I hate me, illusionist. Yeah. I'm sorry, we can't make this work. Uh, oh. Sorry, just fine. I personally, Rachel is the big bad of this show. We can empathize with her all that we want, but she has no interest in her other clone sisters. She only has interest in herself, and that ultimately will be, be her downfall in season five. But she is still a Sestra, whether she likes it or not. And I feel like the overwhelming love of all the Sestras one day will win her over. Kira magic will eventually. Kira magic. Because yes. remember, that's the other thing. Still Kira is still Kira magic. magic. Okay, I think we've uh, I think we've covered up the predictions. Anyone have anything else I, they want to I say coming up? I do have two things. I want I well I want Crystal to be a part of Clone Club next season. And two, even if Shay didn't pull the trigger, I think that knowledge of what happened to Delphine will be enough for um, Kasima to question their relationship. That makes sense because she's going to be even more paranoid now that Del- unless she never finds out that Delphine is True. dead because Delphine was kind of going away. She real that that last scene between Kasima and Delphine was. Was a goodbye. goodbye. So maybe she will just never know. It depends on whether or not Delphine ends up in uh, a hospital recovery room or in a ditch somewhere. Cosima may never know, but we will all know come <laughs> April. We have to wait till April to Dang find it. out what happens next. Do you have uh, any other predictions? No, and I think we're way over time. Yes. Aww. Yeah, so. Well, sorry. I mean, what? I mean, you, you could talk about Clone Club forever. We yeah, could. we could. But we Tweet won't. Us. Tweet us in the off season, which is now. Anna. Yes, you can follow me at Cobble Mayor, K O P P E L F O R M A Y O R. Megan. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. I've started writing articles for the Movie Chick, Chick with Two Ks. Be sure to check those out, and be sure to check out the Movie Chick Quick Reviews on our sister network, Popcorn Talk. I just did one for the Minions. Be sure to check that out. Matt. All right, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M A T T L I E B E R M A N, and you can find my advice videos five days a week, LieberFriends.com. And follow me on Twitter at. The Real Will Link. And listen to my pop culture podcast, Will Sean Podcast. And maybe I'll be doing some other shows here. I don't know. We'll figure that out. <laughs> but thank you so much, Clone Club. You're the best. We will see you next season. Goodbye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Clown you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.